podcast as part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Today's episode of the 49ers Unrestricted Podcast. I'm Timmy Gibson here with my co-host, Daniel Bigelow. Daniel, how are you doing this morning? Hello. I am well. I love when the Niners win football games. I love when they're supposed to win easy football games. And Christmas is this weekend. So what what more can I ask for? Good, good week all around. I think you, you hit on a good point there when it's nice when we win easy football games. Earlier in the season... These 49ers were not were not doing what we expected them to do. When we went in and we were like, this is an easy win, the 49ers like lost it or against or like melted down in the second half and barely won, or melted down in the first half and had to come back and win. This was nice because it we're was a game. Yeah, 100 percent We melt a lot. We have a low melting point, the 2021 San Francisco 49ers. But this was a game where we thought we'd win and there was never a second that it was in doubt other than the very first special teams meltdown. But I mean, the team held them to no points. Like, and after that, it's like, if you can't score on a play like that, you're done. I was going to say, right. As you said, there was no point. I'm like, well, the opening kickoff didn't make me feel good. Sure. <clears throat> we but know, then- we know when those games, like that tone gets set early and, you know, I, I didn't think that that was the fate of the game, but that play just, you know, had me worried, had me frustrated, just right out the gate, like, okay, this is not supposed to go this way. But you are right with that goal line stop right after the kickoff. That Talk about demoralizing. <laughs> Seriously, we thought, like, I'm thinking that the fumble is going to set the tone and, and we were going to be chasing for the win all game. But that defensive stop really set the tone. Um, and a fun fact is the Falcons got inside uh, the Niners' 10-yard line four times yesterday um like had a play in the red zone and they walked away with only three points they went for it three times on fourth and down fourth and goal and never got it yeah and that was just this 49ers defense has has come into its own a little especially especially the d-line bosa is finally starting to get that help we talked about earlier earlier in the season and so that has been those goal line stands like yes it was against the falcons but like week the weeks one through 10, one through eight, 49ers of 2021 aren't would aren't making those stops, even against the Falcons. Yeah, I was impressed. Uh, I feel like this is one of the first times where I really get to note that I was impressed with Eric Armstead. He had five tackles. I feel like he really did help Bosa, as you just said. And um Samson Ebukum is really getting in there and he's not starting, but they're giving him a decent amount of playing time. I thought Arden he Key had- was fantastic too. Yeah, a lot of the like a lot of the B team guys really stepped it up. Um, he had a sack. Um, Ebukum also had a sack. So kind of fun to see some of these guys that aren't are usually big. Well, not that the guys didn't, but Bosa also got a sack as well. But these other guys are getting some sacks as well. So it's fun to see, fun to see them break through. A fun thing I saw about Nick Bosa is. If you listeners, if you know Micah Parsons, he is a sophomore. Rookie. 
he is a rookie still. He's wow. a rookie, and like people are like, yeah, he sh- he should probably be defensive player of the year. So when it's late in the year, and we're like looking at the next draft, in my head, I'm going Kayvon Thibodeau is a rookie, even though he yeah. hasn't been drafted yet. Thibodeau, He's the Thibodeau, yeah, Thibodeau uh, out of Oregon. That's a hard one to get right. Yeah, it's a tricky name. I'll like think that he's a rookie and then go, oh, last year's class, you know, has been there long enough. Apparently they're now in their sophomore season. So, uh, but Micah Parsons is a linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys and he is killing it. As yeah, he's said. incredible. He is, he is incredible. He, uh, Andy, Andy, or not Andy Reid, uh, Bruce Arians, the other older, older white coach for one of the teams <laughs> said, said uh, in an interview, he was like, someone was comparing Micah Parsons to um, Lawrence Taylor. And he was like, okay, pump the brakes. Like we're talking about like the best defensive player of all time. Like yeah. you're a rookie. I don't, I don't care what you do. Don't do this. But Micah Parsons is having quite the season, but this is a fun fact to kind of show how Nick Bosa is better than Micah Parsons. Okay. Mike Parsons has 29 QB pressures in the last five weeks. And yeah. in the last five weeks is when he's really heating up. He's been great something crazy year. though. Micah Parsons rushes like 70% less snaps than any other defensive player who's on the top of that list. Oh, what? That's nuts. Yeah, because he oh. lines up a linebacker, an off-the-ball linebacker so much. Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa is better. But... Be precious. That's, all I, that's all I wanted to get yeah. across at this point. But, uh, Nick Bosa is killing he it. Gets that... Just what Micah Parsons doing is, is otherworldly. I don't know. So is what I Nick thought... Bosa is doing. It's so interesting. Yeah, it's I don't know the exact number, but it's it's a significant less amount of snaps that Parsons is rushing compared to other players who are like on the top sack list, top pressures list, all that. That's insane, man. Yeah, it's what he's doing is is in, incredible. And what's crazy, I mean, this is to go down the Micah Parsons rabbit hole for a second. What's yeah. crazy is everyone was like, This Micah Parsons kid, he's gonna be incredible. He can do everything. And everyone was like, Yeah, that's probably not true. Like that's probably a little overhyped. It's like, no, like he can do anything. People hyped up the fact that Isaiah Simmons can do anything way more than Micah Parsons, in my opinion. Yeah. And I have barely heard anything about Isaiah Simmons since he's entered the league. Yeah. And I hate the Cowboys, so I don't watch a lot of Cowboys stuff. And I'm hearing about Micah Parsons every day I look at something, and I'm tired of it. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe the 49ers can play the Cowboys in the playoffs. We can really see who's better out of Bosa versus Parsons. Back to making Bosa look good. Uh, TJ Watt is leading the NFL with 17 and a half sacks. That's crazy. But Miles Garrett and Nick Bosa are tied for second with 15. Yeah. Pretty, pretty crazy. That's, that's a, that's a force. I don't know if I talked about this on the pod, but I, I saw Miles Garrett in person once and he is a big man. He is a huge person. I would assume Nick Bosa is as well, but just, just a reminder that football players are not like us. You remember when Miles Garrett practiced with short sleeve shirt or no sleeve shirt and then got drug tested twice and then following week? Yeah. He's I'm telling you, I have the same thought. He's a huge man. Huge. He gave me a nod. So he gave me a nod. Well, I saw him. Well, we'll finish the story real fast. I saw him and I was at I was on UCLA's campus and he was sitting on a bench like by himself. And I like stopped and did a double take. And he like looked up and I just kind of gave him a nod the Daniel just saw my nod and it was kind of a like, Hey, I know who you are, but I'm not going to be obnoxious about it. And then he gave me like another nod back, which was a thanks. And then I walked away. It was awesome. 
That's and then I texted too. a Steelers friend, fan of mine, and he wanted to go fight him because it was after the Mason Rudolph incident year. Yeah, go fight him. I, I dare you. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, when you get there, you're not going to want to fight him. You can pick your friend up from the hospital later. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Nick Bosa is also the next person I'm going to try to meet him. Uh, maybe I'll see and meet in person. And I'll, I probably won't just nod at him. He'll probably get a hug or something. Um, get, a, get a bear hug. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Some of the uh... – some of the, I just have some other fun highlights and I just want to give Debo credit for clocking AJ Terrell and making Mouth his guard mouthpiece fly. fly. That was awesome. I don't think that was a cheap shot or an illegal hit either. It was shoulder to head. Like, no, you know, it looked clean. I mean, if anything, it was for a tackle. If anything, it was Terrell's, it was AJ Terrell, right? Mm-hmm. It was his fault for bringing his head down. Like you bring your head down and you get clocked. That's on you. I feel like. Yeah, dude. That was that that got me off the couch right away. Yeah, that was, was like, great. Oh my gosh! Didn't know Debo had that in him. Another, there was a play where George Kittle just refused to get tackled by like five different people. That yeah, I have my my three highlights. I wanted to say was Debo clocking Terrell, another Debo rushing touchdown. I'm just blown away by how many he gets. And the next one is it took five dudes to get Kittle down. It was that play where just gets a, a short little pass. Uh, cuts one way and then he's like i'm cornered and then just tries to find his way through these guys gets stopped kind of stiff arm throws one off and then eventually it takes five dudes to truly get him down yeah no i mean i'm thinking some other highlights jeff wilson has returned to the 49ers and i think everything you were hearing was like hey he's still dealing with his knee injury like he's still having trouble and it seemed like it was like but he's getting there he's almost there and this week he was there and so that was that was great to see Wilson be the Jeff Wilson we remembered. So that was that was fun to see. Should we talk one low light real fast? After we talk about the the play where Matt Ryan tries to run it into the end zone himself. And yeah. I'm like thinking he's gonna do it, but I forgot how slow he is. And he was stopped by Marcel Harris and Jaquaski Tart. Hey, that's and why we Harris- have Marcel Harris out there for those mobile quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what this is. Um, Harris stopped him and then Tart picked him up and finished him off. I felt bad for, I feel like we can't call him Matty Ice anymore. He's not uh, icing games too much anymore. Fun fact. Um, uh, the nickname Matty Ice has nothing to do with, uh, with being like ice cold and icing games. It's actually a college nickname due to a certain brand of uh, light beer that Matt Ryan would drink. What? But I thought like he got six- the nickname. No, I'm like 65% sure it started because of Natty Ice. <laughs> Dude, that is so funny. I would, I would, we got to find a story on that and, and get that exposed. I we can ask that. his cousin, uh, Mike McGlinchey. What? Did you not know that? Matt Ryan and Mike McGlinchey so. are cousins. That's super weird. Yeah. That makes sense where the first player that Ryan went and talked to yesterday after the game was McGlinchey. I yeah. thought. No, yeah, like, they're cousins. Because McGlinchey is out, and I was like, why is he talking to an inactive player uh, right off the bat? Aren't you okay. supposed to thank some other guys? Matt Ryan's nickname, Matty Ice, was given to him during his high school days by his friends, not by his clutch play, but his affinity for being as cool as Ice. But I like to think it's from Natty Ice, because that's funnier. I think that's just where it's traveled with him. Because I thought he only uh, got it after a few years in the league, but maybe that's just when we cared enough to, to know it. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's he's Mike McGlinchey's cousin. So, but yeah, wow. anyway, Matt Ryan is it's funny. Matt Ryan 
is I feel like he's the epitome of like we've talked about the Shanahan like kind of co- quarterback where you just want someone who can run the system and run it well. And I feel like Matt Ryan is the epitome of that, but he's, I, I don't know. He's not the problem with the Falcons, but he's not, yeah. he's not great. A couple other highlights, Brandon Ayuk fully out of the doghouse. I mean, he is back inside. He's not on the porch. He's sleeping in the bed. That man is out of the doghouse and he's just been, he has been on fire. He's electric with the ball in his hand. He still makes mistakes. He had, you know, a pretty bad, he had a false start, but he is, you know, 22 years old or something like that. And he's, he's electric with the ball in his hands and they, we are feeding him. And so that is, it's great to see him and, and Debo out there. You see him, you see him blocking for each other. That's really fun to see. Jawan Jennings is really, really coming to his own this season. I'm beginning so, to love that guy. Yeah. We've just, we've, we've come out of nowhere and developed this really, really strong receiving core. Now you have Kittle healthy again. It's, it's really great to see. Um, those are, those are my main highlights. My main low light is I just our our special teams is is bad. And that's that's not even the fumble. I mean, there was there was, I think, a kickoff return where they got the ball all the way to the 40. And it's just it's it's just not great. Our guys aren't playing with discipline out there on on special teams. So I, you know, I think it's time to start start rumbling about maybe maybe making some coaching change with Rich Hightower in the offseason. Um, he's been a great special teams coordinator for a while, so I'm optimistic he can fix it. But special teams is something that, you know, you got to – we got to be able to win there. We have the talent, and so it, it seems like it's on the coaching to me if we're not, we're not playing up to our potential there. I'm just thinking back. You were talking about our, our receiving core really, really finding its way, and I'm thinking back to the start of the season when – and just the, the wild ride it, it seems it's been for in terms of depth chart or terms of play and snap usage. Yeah. And obviously Debo is number one, you know, we're not going to put Kittle in the wide receiver room, but we know he was going to be number one or number two with Debo in terms of targets. Yeah. But, and at the start of the season, we knew Brandon Ayuk, at least we sure thought that he was going to be number two. We sure thought that Brandon Ayuk was going to be number two. Um, and then we found out a few weeks in that that wasn't the case, but it's back to being that way. Yeah. But I'm, what I, I guess what I'm really getting at, Muhammad Sanu, I thought was pretty clearly going to be the number three guy. Was he even and out I, there today? I feel like I didn't see him. No, he's been injured. He's been on injured reserve That's for right. a few weeks. Um, That's right. But I, we were expecting Trent Sherfield at first to be the number yeah. three guy. And then we saw a little more Muhammad Sanu and zero Trent Sherfield. And then now Jawan Jennings has been getting – almost I mean, the last few weeks, it seems like a touchdown chance, a game, if not a touchdown. Yeah. So, which is awesome. You know, I believe he is seventh round, sixth round. Yeah. I think seventh, sixth, fifth. He's Jennings has been a great, a great player this year. And it's been really cool to see him, see him come into his own. I think, I think Debo and Ayuk are pretty, pretty firmly cemented in as the, as the top two top two totally. receivers, but it's totally great to see Jennings. I mean, and he fits the 49ers have, you know, they wanted, it feels like for a while, Kyle Shanahan has wanted these like bruising receivers who can get out there and block on the run game as well as they can, they can catch in the passing game. And we just, we've really developed that, I think, with Ayuk, Samuel, and uh, now Jennings. And you can add Kittle to that as well, I think. And that's been, been great to see. Like the 49ers have gotten guys who, who mentally are bought in to what Kyle Shanahan wants them to do. And I wonder maybe if that's where some of the issues with, with Ayuk did come up of maybe he wasn't as, as bought in as Shanahan would have liked originally. 
Yeah, it's it's this isn't like something that truly matters, but it's crazy to see to me that Dewan Jennings had just one more target than Debo Samuel. Dewan Jennings had six targets and three receptions for 28 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. And Debo had five targets for uh, four receptions and 60 yards. But, you know, uh, Jimmy spread the ball around big time yesterday, much more than we're used to seeing. He played great. He's playing some of his best football right now. Yeah. You know, I saw. What, oh, sorry. What really I, saw I mean some... by that is just minimizing mistakes. Yeah. And that's I what Jimmy's rather, good at. Yeah. Is minimizing mistakes. So, as I said, he spread the ball around. Um a lot of these guys got targets, and so it's just fun to see fun to see everyone get involved. But what was, yeah. your, what was your point, Timmy? Oh, I saw someone tweet maybe last week. I think it was Ben Solak out of the, out of the Ringer NFL crew, and he um, said, you know, don't look now. It was essentially don't look now. But the way Jimmy Garoppolo is is playing, he will be he might get a first round pick next off season. And I was like, man, that would be incredible. One, if just after all of this, Kyle Shanahan finally gets what he wants in return for Jimmy would be hilarious. But just what it would do for our team to be able to turn around and recoup one of those one of those firsts for 2022, I think would be would be really, really something special. So I agree. Jimmy has been playing the best ball probably of his time with with the 49ers because he doesn't have as as dominating of a ground game as dominating as a defensive line to rely on as he did in 2019. So, yeah, it's 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 been it's going to be fun sending Jimmy off this year. I think I think we can fully put to bed and we did this weeks ago, but Trey Lance is not starting any games for the 49ers this year, barring injury to Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, yeah. One more I, highlight I want to ask the question. I want to talk about what we think they're going to do quarterback wise. I feel like we should just wait. You know, we got a few more weeks. We'll wait until we can really get into it in the offseason. Oh, yeah. But know that the, the quarterback discussion, the offseason, offseason, season, the offseason <laughs> move discussion is coming. Oh, we're going to have we're, so much fun in the offseason. One more highlight I want to talk highlight? about. I thought Jaquiski Tart balled out today. He was everywhere. He was making huge hits. One of the best games I've seen out of Tart or balled out yesterday. So one of the best games I've seen out of Tart in a while. So that was good to see. I thought seems like he's fully healthy. Yeah. He had, he had three big tackles. Um, I feel like every tackle he made was a pretty big deal, especially his half one at the goal line, dude. That was huge. Rock. Yeah. Yes. Ice. That's the one I'm really thinking of. That was great. Um, huge. The only other, and then I know we haven't, we're kind of going back and forth between highlights and lowlights, but Ambry Thomas, you know, it's good if he's getting out there. That's that's really good that we're getting him snaps, but he, he I mean, he's a rookie and he's playing he needs like the a practice. Rookie. He needs yep. the practice. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, he's going to, but you know, you, I've seen flashes, I think. I don't know that I'm qualified to see flashes, but personally, I, I think I've seen a few flashes. So that's a good sign. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with keeping him on the team, but by no means do I want him being a starter just yet. Um, yeah. But I know that he needs the practice, so I get it. So um, I think the biggest reason, one of the biggest reasons the Niners won yesterday is because they were able to lock down versatile Cordero Patterson. Yeah. And even more versatile, Thibaut Samuel was not locked down. Yeah. Patterson had 11 rushing attempts for 18 yards. That is an average of 1.6. So he was not able to run the ball. Receiving wise, two targets, two receptions, five yards. Yeah. We knew the Falcons are winning games with Patterson, so they locked him down. Part of me thinks that that was Marcel Harris's job instead of 
hey, we don't have a mobile quarterback in Matt Ryan today. Your job is to just focus on Patterson. Yeah. Russell Gage balled out with eight receptions, 91 yards, and a touchdown. Um, that one catch, was in, was it on Thomas, that catch? Yes. That was an awesome catch. Of course yeah. it was. Yeah. But other than that, they they were shut down, which is awesome. That's how that game should have gone. Um, this is exactly how the game needed to go. The Niners have been playing well. They have won their last five out of six games. Um, but the Falcons game needed to be a big statement with the games we have left ahead. Um, yeah. it, it, it needed to be an easy win for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, I think the last note I had is that SF had, has found a formula for winning. They, they are getting it done. And it seems to me, let's see if I can word this correctly. It doesn't seem like a team that is just going out there and winning games. And obviously there's a plan and there's a scheme for every game but I chose the word formula right here specifically because that's truly what it feels like is there is a big, there is a, a, a big um, plan, but it's different than any other team. Um, I don't know if I'm making any sense, but I feel like there is just such a specific way that they're going out and winning games right now. And if you remember earlier in the season, they were three and five. And that yeah. is absolutely not, not the feel of this team anymore whatsoever. This no, is I, now a force. And I think what, what you're, what you're saying is this team has an identity now and it yeah. didn't before, but now this team has, has an identity. It's a team that is physical. It is a team that can run the ball with anybody. And it is a team that is going to punch you in the mouth to borrow. I think it was, it was it Mike Singletary who used to say that. Um, yes. Yeah. And so it's a, it is a physical, strong, football team and it is it is fun to see out there and yeah 49ers are still in that sixth seed for the uh for the nfc playoffs one one win back from the rams now maybe the rams lose to see i think they're playing seattle tomorrow night but yeah this is gonna be a fun end of the season should we look ahead to the to the 49ers next game i was just i liked that you said the word identity and i was thinking about that for a second and i uh, I think it's just crazy to me to think back to the start of the season, all the things that you and I talked about and thought about and to see where we are now. I think it's just been a a very weird year for a football team in general. And I think I know the Niners had a big identity going into the season and that kind of got stripped from them. They were identity less after the first few weeks of the season. And I like your point to where they have in the last six ish games, they have found it. And they are running with it. Yeah. And I think even like, think about, you know, nobody knew who was going to start a quarterback, like all these new defensive coordinator, all these things. Like it's hard to find an identity in that, but this team has really come out, been forged together. I think a lot of credit should be given to Kyle Shanahan for how he, you know, he never once questioned what he was trying to accomplish with this team, no matter what, how much crap us included, everyone gave him. Um, And he's kind of come out, this team has come out better for it. And I think, yeah, I, I don't think anyone wants to play the 49ers in the playoffs right now. And I don't I don't expect this team to to win a Super Bowl. I really don't. But I do expect them to to make some noise. There's no one I'm a, I'm afraid of playing as the as the 49ers. So if playoffs started today, we would be playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a round. A little one. afraid of that. Yeah. Not after Brady shut out loss yesterday. 
Yeah, but the Saints just have Brady's number. But Brady wants to be the 49ers. I mean, remember, he's mad we didn't sign him. Yes. So, yeah, that one that one scares me. I'd like to uh, – I'd really like the Rams to – I'd really like the 49ers to maybe fight our way up to that five seed. Well, no, that's impossible. I'd really like somehow the Rams to wind up in the three seed. I'd really like to play the Rams because we just have the Rams' number, the Rams' numbers. Um, okay, next week, next week the 49ers have another game. I believe it is against the Houston Texans. Is that right? Tennessee Titans on Thursday. Tennessee Titans. My bad. My apologies. I got, the got out of order Titans. there. The Tennessee Titans. Who, who used to be the Houston with, Oilers, so I was, I was pretty close. <laughs> almost there. Who are without King Henry. Without King Henry. Are most likely still without A.J. Brown. He's on I IR, think, and there, there's been no timetable. I thought A.J. I've Brown played nothing. this week. No. Okay. I, my fantasy teams will let you – that it's a no. Okay. And then Julio Jones left yesterday's game with a hamstring injury, and he is now questionable for Thursday. Yeah. So you tell me who's on the starting offense for the Tennessee Titans, especially after a game, a horrible game against the Pittsburgh Steelers yesterday. Deontay Foreman's been running the ball well for them, but yeah, he's no, he's no King Henry. He's been running the ball well for them. And I will say the Pittsburgh Steelers do have an awesome defense I don't know where they line up statistically in terms of the run game defense, but when you've got Cam Hayward, Stephon Tuitt, TJ Watt, that, I mean, that's just the front. I don't even need to go back towards, I believe Devin Bush is, is there and healthy. He's yeah. amazing. Yeah, no, this is a good, the Steelers defense is a, is a strong defense and kind of similar to the 49ers. I think they got good linebackers. They got a good D line. I, this, this is going to be a fun game. These Titans, like, don't look now. The Titans are the two seed in the AFC, and they've managed to hold on to that even without Derrick Henry and Julio That's what Jones I don't and get. A.J. Brown. And it's, to it. and it's crazy, but they just keep figuring out and finding finding ways to win. So I, I am worried about this game. It's a Thursday night game. That'll be kind of fun. It's going to be, it, it's going to be a battle. And so because of that, I expect, yeah, I, I expect it to be a battle. This, this team plays a similar brand of football to the 49ers, not necessarily in scheme, but in that we're just going to run the ball down your throat. We're going to make you get physical with us. We're going to make you hit us over and over and over again for four quarters, and we're going to see who's standing at the end. And so these are teams that match up really interestingly, I think, and in that they really both want to just want to just bully each other. This Titans defense has been has been solid, probably the best defense of the Titans in their their Mike Vrabel, Ryan Tannehill run of the past couple years. But yeah, when they're missing those pieces on offense, I I expect the 40 the 49ers I think will be able to move the ball. And with with those missing pieces on offense, even though Deontay Foreman has filled in pretty nicely for Derrick Henry, he's he's not Derrick Henry. He's not the generational game-changing player that Henry is. And so I do expect the 49ers to be able to limit him. I I don't really have a prediction for this game, but I I like expect it to be close, I think. The beautiful thing about our running game, and we've talked about this, and a lot of Niners fans know this, is that it almost doesn't matter who's running the ball for us. Yeah. We talked just the last few weeks ago about how it is very much this scheme and, you know, certain certain player types fit some of the, the play better. Like Mostert had 100-yard games left and right last year and in 2019. Elijah Mitchell has been a very similar style to Mostert, and he has four games this year over 100 yards. Jeff Wilson, his last 
two years and this year, every time he gets the start stepping in for someone's absence, he destroys. I feel like he gets two touchdowns or a hundred yards almost every time when he gets that running back field alone, throw Debo into that. Debo's breaking records in the rushing game for us. And Kyle Juszczyk juice gets carries at times too, and makes things work. His touchdown yesterday. That was awesome. awesome. It just doesn't matter who's running the ball. When we have this many weapons, our run game will always be a force. But when we have all of them is when it's unstoppable. When you can get Mitchell to be running the ball, okay, let's give him a break, send fresh legs, Jeff Wilson in there. He's going to do awesome things. Well, and now, and now add in Trey Lance. From Debo. Yeah. Well, for next year. For next year, for next year, for next year. But that, that is the beauty of this Niners team is that we have such a force in the run game. And when you have that coupled with the way Jimmy G is playing right now, and that's going to that's gonna be my biggest key for, for success to this next game is, you know, a lot of it rides on Jimmy. Can he play a clean game of football against a stellar defense? Yeah, Falcons this is a team that will make sucks. us – yeah, this team will make us pay for mistakes, and Jimmy, Jimmy makes a mistake or two a game. I mean, he muffed a snap yesterday. Like there, there are mistakes made, and so yeah, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to, we're gonna want to clean that up. But I do think, I, I think this is gonna be a battle. I'm like very excited to watch this game, and that'll be, I think that'll be fun. I don't really know. Yeah, I, I think the 49ers can win. I think we're a little healthier right now. I think we have more of an identity. This is a team whose identity for the longest time was was Derrick Henry, and now they don't they don't have that anymore. And so they're they're scrambling to try to find that identity still. So I expect the 49ers to be able to to be able to at the very least give them a close, close fight. But yeah, it'll be it'll be exciting. And hold on to your hats, 49ers fans. This is gonna be a big one because every Every win matters going on forward, going forward to try to cement up that playoff spot. You made a comment about Jimmy's fumbled snap. Yeah. I couldn't help but wonder if that was Jimmy's fault or Alex, Alex Max Butt's fault. So yeah, that could just be Alex Max Butt. Could have been a rain game today. I don't know. <laughs> the Niners are three and a half point favorites over the Titans on Thursday. So that, that calls for a close game. Um, Is the game in Tennessee? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Pretty positive. I have to yeah. double check. I think, I think you're right. I believe I it is. It. Yeah. So Titans didn't look awesome against a struggling Pittsburgh Steelers offense yesterday. Um, but our, our, our defense needs to be good. Uh, Titans defense is stellar. Um, I made a note saying they're secondary, especially, but I, I think their, their front seven is just as good as well. Um, yeah. No mistakes allowed for Jimmy. Um, he needs to be sharp. And our run game needs to get it done. Um, I think uh, we're going to see a lot of these short passes to Debo and, and Kittle like we're used to seeing all the time. Yeah. Um, but I think we'll see a little extra special trick plays with them involved. And Yeah, maybe Debo will throw it again. Gosh, I don't know if I want that again. <laughs> he threw it in a triple coverage, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> There were three guys standing around Brandon Ayuk. Um, one thing I do want to note, I want us to dream a little bit. Okay. Ooh. Let's dream together, Daniel. Let's dream together. (laughs) So you made a comment saying, hey, I I just really want to make sure that we get – you were hoping to to get the fifth seed. You wanted to switch to the Rams. Well, that's not as crazy as you might think. Yeah, We're eight and six. 
the Rams are nine and five, correct? Yeah. The Cardinals the, are ten and four. Let's pull up that ESPN. I got the twenty twenty one NFL playoff machine, so we can yeah. we can simulate things. That's incredible. So the Cardinals are ten and four. They next week, week sixteen, play a very hot Indianapolis Colts team. I'm sorry, yeah. a very hot Indianapolis Jonathan Taylor team. And the Cardinals and just lost to the Detroit Lions. So exactly. I'm and then pick... week 17, the Cardinals play a very hot Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. So let's just pretend here that the Cardinals lose their next two games, which is possible. Colts and Cowboys are both headed for playoffs, and they're both really, really doing well right now. The Rams is where it gets a little trickier. The Rams are also getting hot, winning their last two games, I believe, yeah. even more so. Uh, they beat the Jaguars. Good for you. But Snaps for the Rams. Snaps for the Rams. They also beat the Cardinals last week. Yeah. And so the, Rams, the Rams will play in week 16, the Vikings, who yeah. I feel like the Vikings usually win the games they're not supposed to and lose the games they're not supposed to. That's, so, probably, that's probably true, yeah. Let's just have fun. Let's say without DeAndre Hopkins that the Cardinals can't get anything done and Dalvin Cook has a day or Adam Thielen comes back and Cousins has Jefferson and Thielen and the, the Vikings offense scores more points than the Cardinals. And then let's say, I believe Lamar Jackson should be back by week 17 when the Rams play the Ravens. And let's just say something happens where the Rams lose to the Ravens and the Rams and the Cardinals lose their next two games to go Cardinals 10 and six Rams nine and seven. Well, the Niners are eight and six. And when they beat the Titans on Thursday, they'll be nine and six. And then we play the Houston Texans at home in week 17. Is it even possible for us to win the division? I'm doing some, some playoff picture. The Cardinals would need to lose their next three games. I believe. Okay. I'm saying, well, they just lost to the lions. So anything is possible. So I'm saying that the Rams lose to the Seahawks tonight, Monday night. Then let's even say the Vikings beat the Rams. And let's say, like you said, the Colts beat the Cardinals. Then we go into week. Oh, and the 49ers beat the Titans, of course. I just got us the fifth seed, Daniel. Now we go to week 17. Thank you. Let's Thank just, you for that, Jimmy. We're dreaming. We're dreaming. Let's say the 49ers beat the Texans. Let's say the Cowboys beat the Cardinals. Very possible. And let's say, let's say what you said. Let's say the Ravens beat the Rams. And now we go to week 18. So this is the 49ers the winning Niners out. The Niners play beat the Rams. the Rams. I'll be there. The you Cardinals get to watch a very fun game. Cardinals lose to the Seahawks. Oh, no. The Cardinals have to lose to the Seahawks for this to work. And then the Rams lose to, oh, yeah, the 49ers. Suddenly, the 49ers are the fourth seed at 11 and 6. Home oh field advantage gosh. playing the Arizona Cardinals. I don't love that. How do I get the Rams up into that five seed? Uh, I really want to play the Rams at Levi's for our first playoff matchup. You were going to get to witness an awesome game in LA. I'm so excited. I could not because so the Niners winning the division is unlikely. Yeah, that's probably not. It's probably not going to happen. But getting the fifth seed and beating and getting ahead of the Rams is very possible. We have a much easier next two weeks than they do. I mean, I guess, I guess not a whole lot when you, when you go Titans and Texans comparatively to Vikings Ravens, like Vikings Ravens are much harder than the Texans, but Titans are above the Ravens and the Vikings both. So kind of balances out there, but either way, 
I see week 18 being the deciding game of who gets the fifth and sixth seed because it's not statistically clinched, obviously, but the Niners and the Rams are going to the playoff in a wild card spot almost essentially. And I think that, yeah, I think there's a solid chance. I think there's a solid chance week 18 is for a playoff seating. Like, I think there's a solid chance the winner of that game gets the fifth seed and the loser gets the sixth. Come on. That's what we want to see. That is awesome. It's going to be a good, a good time. Oh, that's awesome. That'd be fun, man. Okay. So we've got a game on Thursday, not a lot of time in between games. This is the first time the Niners have played on Thursday night this year, I believe. So the first time that we haven't had a lot of preparation comparatively coming off of a Sunday game. (laughs) Not like the team has looked sloppy at times or anything. And so preparation might be important. No. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know who uh, have a harder time preparing for the Titans and the Niners, because the Niners just came off of an awesome win beating the Falcons and the Titans just had a very crappy loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. So I'm feeling good about our position comparatively to theirs. The Niners are getting healthier. Uh, just a small injury update. Reminder that Emmanuel Mosley and D Ford are on IR. And I believe D Ford, we already said, is done for the year. Yeah. Mosley, I'm not sure when it's returning. Be nice to get Mosley back. Yes, 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 yes. Maurice, Maurice Hurst, Dre Greenlaw, Elijah Mitchell, Aziz Alshire, we're all out. Um, I don't know. I have not seen any reports yet this morning. I, to I think Mitchell's gonna be ready. still in the concussion protocol, or was it his knee that held him out for today for yesterday? I believe he's cleared concussion oh, protocol. So is his knee. So maybe heard. he can so get ready. Is his knee? So he might be a go on Thursday. He might be, and I'm sure it'll be a lighter workload. I kind of hope it'll be a lighter workload, just because yeah. of what we just said. You know, we can get it done with someone else, um, totally. with anyone else, essentially. So let's let let's let Jeff Wilson go off again give him the opportunities. Um, but I, I definitely don't want us to be throwing the ball a ton just simply for the sake of wanting a clean, sharp game. Um, Hufunga left the game with a knee injury yesterday. So he is questionable for Thursday. Yeah. Which does mean something with the the secondary depth that we, we need to have right now. So, you know, if, if we're mostly, I don't believe we'll be healthy by Thursday. So we'll be starting Josh Norman and Ambry Thomas yet again. Yeah. I want to see more Diamondor Lenore. I don't know why. Yeah, it's funny. Lenore and Thomas have kind of switched where they are in the rookie hierarchy. I don't know. I mean, there's things that go on at practice that we'll never know, you know, but it is, it is interesting to see for sure. Yeah. Lenore did not get a single stat on defense. I don't, I, I can't see the snaps on, on a bleach report or anything, but. Um, just a funny note. One, one thing that we've talked about being a, a huge key to success is time of possession. For the Niners, it was dead even yesterday. So I I love to see the fact that I mean they the Falcons had 29 minutes 22 seconds. We had 30 minutes 20 seconds. Love to see um how big of a, a win that was with how closely the, the time of possession was. Yeah. And I mean, looking at the score, like they had that much time to score and we still stopped them. I think this 49ers defense has really come into its own maybe a week or two after the offense did. Yeah. But yeah. Um, 49ers are 
most likely in the playoffs, fans. So this is going to be a fun close to the season. I really expect this team to be coming out of the season with a lot of momentum, and I really don't think anyone wants to play us in the postseason. Uh, Daniel, any any parting thoughts as we wrap up for the listeners? I'm excited for Thursday. Uh, the Titans are struggling with injuries much more than we are. We're coming off a huge win. They're coming off a tough loss. Uh, love to see an evening game with the Niners Thursday night standalone. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think a win here pretty much cements playoffs for us, especially with the Texans coming up next week. So yeah, this is a huge team. We talked a lot about the Niners identity this morning. So let's, let's see them run with that identity for the rest of the season. Yeah. All right. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. Stay safe out here and uh, go Niners on Thursday.